to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Thomas Cipollone for Garbage Pail Kids, Mad Mike, and the Quest for Stale Gum. That's a game that came out uh, late in 2022. Thomas writes 8-bit music, as you can hear, but he writes it for games that actually get released on NES cartridges. So that means, obviously, he's constrained by the exact same rules composers faced in the NES era, and those rules are stringent. I love the intricacy of Thomas's music. It's uh, really amazing what he's been able to do within those constraints. One of my favorite things is his attention to the detail of the texture by varying articulations. So he mixes a lot of long and short notes, basically, which is a, oversimplifying it a bit, but it's a pretty neat, neat way to change up the texture, and I really loved that. We talk about soundtracks for four different games, three of which are out. So the three games that we talk about that are out, uh, the Garbage Pail Kids game, Mad Mike, and the uh, Quest for Stale Gum, that's out. Full Quiet, that's another game that we talk about that's out. Beyond the Pins, that was a little bowling game uh, that was made at a game jam. And uh, the other game that we discuss in detail, Unicorn, that is not out, but the music is, which is pretty cool. So uh, even though Unicorn is still in production, we had a chance to talk about the music, which is fun. Join us here on YouTube live on Wednesdays for Next Level. That's where Sam and I get together, the producer of the show, Sam uh, Keenan, and I get together and we talk about the week's upcoming episodes. And we do that on Wednesdays. We usually aim for three o'clock central time. Uh, sometimes it changes depending on our varying work schedules. But in any event, check that out. Find us on Discord to talk uh, with us about this and other episodes. And you can also find the conversation that I had with Thomas on our YouTube page. If you can support us financially, that would be amazing. You can do that at patreon.com slash level. All right. So during this conversation, just so you know, there's a dryer running in the background in case you're hearing machinery. All right. Here is Thomas. My name is Tom Cipollone. I make music for games that run on the original Nintendo, designed specifically for running on cartridges in the Nintendo. Got to follow all the rules, and that's what I do. Yeah, and that's crazy, like, because there are a lot of people who write in an 8-bit style and whatnot, but it doesn't go on an actual cartridge. <laughs> right. right. There's and, a lot of people making chiptune music that are breaking the rules, and that's okay because it is very good, Yeah. but I choose to follow them. Well, give us a rundown on the rules. Obviously, most of the time when I'm having, uh, you know, composers on the show, they're usually either working with samples or live musicians of some sort. Very rarely is it chiptunes, and even rarer still would be someone like you where you're literally following all those rules. So give us a brief rundown of that, if you would. So the sound chip of the NES is called the 2A03. It's got four channels, and they're not polyphonic channels they can only play one note at a time so uh you've got to use all those channels to make all the music and the sound effects they have to work in tandem they have to work well together um yeah i think i think that pretty much covers it there's four channels that's it that's it that's all you get two two square waves a triangle wave a noise channel try your best yeah try your best <laughs> that's right <laughs> 
Uh, and, you know, within those individual sounds, are there range uh, limitations on any of them? There is. I'm trying to think of what the actual bottom note is. Well, in Family Tracker, I think it's just like A0 or something like that. Okay. But the sound engines, depending on which engine you're using, have different bottom notes of what they're like able to handle. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It's, it's dependent on the sound engine you're using for the game. Okay. Some different. Some people use different engines. Yeah. Uh, and are you often then responsible for the sound effects as well, or are you taking on that role? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do the sound effects as well because I can't imagine how messy it would be if they were handed off to someone else. It's just like... I have to do all the processing of the music, so I like write it in FamiTracker, and then I export it to a text file, and then I process it with a program that changes it to assembly code so the programmer can use it. Wow. And introducing all of the, all of that to another person who doesn't <laughs> know the music and, or how it's laid out, it just would be a recipe for disaster and getting a lot of interruptions. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting because that's a whole other thing that you're obviously thinking about as you're writing, you know, competing frequencies and, and such, and what what room there is for what. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So what draws you to compose in this way, given the, you know, tremendous amount of limitations that really are there? While it is really limiting, you can't really get away from yourself, like, because of that, like, the limitations act as a kind of influence on what I'm doing. It keeps me very focused. And for the most part, due to the size restrictions as well, on top of everything else, like I've got to keep these loops to around like a minute to a minute and a half. Yeah. So it's like, it just keeps me really focused. And it's like, all right, I need to choose exactly what vibe I want to give off here to keep the player motivated but not annoyed by what I'm doing because there's no variety beyond that minute and a half loop. A lot of modern composers get to play with stuff that changes based on where you are in the world. Mm -hmm. We don't have that luxury. It's like, all right, you're in this area. It's playing this song. Deal with it. (laughs) Please enjoy as well. It does make for a quick ride through your, your sound catalog. I didn't make it through all of them, but the four that I chose to listen to, I was able to listen to several times since they're so brief, you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I will say that over the over the four, you know, a couple of things that I really enjoyed about your music, uh, I think, you know, you do some really creative bass lines, which is fun. Um, yeah. And, okay, I guess three things came to mind. So that was one. Um, there are some really fun rhythmic things that you do melodically and also, um, uh, uh, what was my third, Thomas? I can't think of my third right now, but, but I, I liked, uh, you know, the, the base, oh, the articulations. Yes. You do some really great things with articulation too, where you'll have lines that are maybe in unison or maybe, um, Maybe the rhythm is like a 2D rhythm where they're playing the same rhythm, but maybe in harmony with each other or something. But then they'll have different articulations. And I liked that a lot because it is another way to kind of like 
um, bring in new texture to something that really does have just restrictions, right? So I thought you did a lot of things creatively to change up the texture. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, rhythm is, uh, really important to me. Um, I play in a band with a drummer who is like really, really, really good. Like (laughs) just like taught me everything that I know about rhythm. So I'm like trying to be like complicated, but smart. And I'm not like trying to overdo it with the rhythms. It's just like, I feel like that's what is the driving factor in keeping things interesting in a world like this where everything is so limited. It's like, if you have a cool rhythm Mm -hmm. and a cool way to deliver it, people will keep listening and not get annoyed. Like the loop, the loop and not getting tired of the loop is what's most important. Talk about, uh, firstly, Garbage Pail Kids, Mad yeah. Mike, and the quest for stale gum. Uh, I grew up in the 80s, so Garbage Pail Kids were a huge part of my elementary school life. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's a whole other story. Um, this this music is <laughs> it's pretty great. Will you talk about you know writing for this project? Yeah, absolutely. Um so Tops gave us permission to make this game. They gave us their blessing to make the game, but they were like, all right, the music has to be really fun, and which is a word that I try to typically like avoid when describing music because I can I feel like it can be like condescending in a way almost. Like if someone's like, Oh, your band was so fun, it's like that can be upsetting to some people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh like they were like, all right, it has to be fun, it has to be like upbeat and stuff like that. So I was like really trying to focus on on keeping it entertaining and like sort of lighthearted yeah. but still have my style inside of it. And that's really what I was focusing on. But I, I'm really satisfied with the way it came out. Yeah, and this is one where the title screen has this artic- one of the many examples of this articulation thing I'm talking about where, you know, the, the bass voice has, if I remember right, it's a lot more legato. And um, and even sometimes within the phrase, if you're repeating the phrase, you'll do the articulation differently too, which is nice. Uh, because those things, it seems like that's like kind of like um, going the extra musical mile, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to do that. You could just have your, you know, little garbage pail kids melody and yep. uh, but you you don't do that. You take it like to this cool textural place. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. I I the thing is like I have I have to be entertained by myself. Is like <laughs> even though I need to keep it tiny and keep it short and keep it sweet. And mm-hmm. then in the title screen in particular, like that's like it's like all right. I need to give it right when the power button comes on. It needs to be as entertaining as possible, and then when they finally figure out what's going on, and they're just like, "Oh, I'm just gonna hit start and ready, get ready into the game." Like, it gets all of the main idea out first, and then if they happen to walk away and go and get a drink, and the title screen is still looping, like, "Oh, maybe I can 
stay here a little bit longer and like figure out all these different articulations that are going on. It's like more thoughtful than it seems on the surface, I think. Yeah. Like finding those differences in the loop are what like keeps it entertaining. So that's pretty conscious for you then between quote unquote repetitions is just trying to kind of like vary them up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I need to like, I can never do the same thing four bars in a row. <laughs> I, did, I, <laughs> I am incapable of it. <laughs> What's your main instrument? I play guitar primarily. Okay. Um, I started on bass though. Well, that's not true. Ah, I started okay. playing the guitar when I was like 10. Okay. And then when I was like in my early teens, I played bass primarily in in bands and on my own. And that was like, I did that for like 10 years. And okay. so I was like, okay, I love the bass and that's why I focus so much on bass lines. But then okay. I got into knowing more about chords and structure and all that stuff. I was like, I need to play the guitar because this is where my brain likes to shine. Oh, okay. Just chordally, you mean? Like Yeah. 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 Voicings and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I am entertained by. So <laughs> did you study officially in college music or are you primarily self-taught? I am primarily self-taught. I okay, did cool. I did in school, but it was not like my focus. I never I never even finished college to be perfectly honest. So yeah. Yeah. But I did. I was in music classes, just never, never finished. Yeah, and uh, you and I share something else in common, which is radio, right? Do you mind if we talk about that for half a second? I have so yeah, many absolutely. more questions about your music, so we'll definitely get back to your music. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I love the radio. Yeah, like how did you get into it? Because I kind of ended up stumbling into it, and I've never really let, been able to leave. So how how has it happened for you? So I was driving to work at like my old job at like five o'clock in the morning and they were playing a promo for how they were hiring for the engineering department. And I was like, well, I've been working in the audio field for a really long time for like close to a decade at this point. And okay. I had been recording audio on my own and had a lot of professional experience. And I was like, well, I'm just going to apply. And so, I mean, I've, I've been at the station for about a year now. Oh, okay. And I'm in the, well, actually just over a year. But, uh, yeah, I work in the engineering department for a station in Pittsburgh, one of the, the NPR affiliate there. Mm -hmm. And we and just what is that? W what? W-E-S-A. Okay. And we also have a AAA music station called W-Y-E-P. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. Do you board I, up much or are you usually doing, helping out with live recordings and stuff? So the for the AAA station, we do live recordings, like bands come through when they're mm -hmm. in, on tour in Pittsburgh and all that stuff, and we'll do like, we have something called live and direct sessions, mm -hmm. and we'll record the bands like, and talk about whatever their show is that night, and they'll do like a four song performance with an interview. Cool. And I also do, a, every time we have a pledge drive, I do board hopping, and those are exciting. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I do. Yeah. I do like to board up because it's like this very structured thing. And with NPR clocks, I'm like everything has to be down to the second. And yep. I'm a very regimented person in that way. So I like to stick to the clock. I like the clock. Yeah. Yeah. I make sure that the show runs right. And it's good. Yeah. I was just talking with another one of my colleagues the other day about floating breaks. And, you know, for non-radio people, this is when, you know, if there's an hour radio program, sometimes you know exactly when they're going to have a break for you to maybe give the weather or a station oh, yeah. ID or something. But then sometimes that'll move around, floating break. And yep. I'm always like, can we just stick to a clock, please? Yeah, the floating <laughs> breaks. And I We were doing pledge and 1A was on and they have a guest host right now and yeah. she was putting her floaters all over the place or like <laughs> missing the out and I was like oh no oh, this no. is not not oh, ideal that's so funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway radio yeah. radio I love it radio um, good yeah radio's great more uh, people should listen yes more people should listen I think here uh, it helped well <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. We'll talk, <laughs> we can talk about that another time. Okay. Uh, but but yeah. Um, so I didn't mean to divert away from garbage pail kids so quickly because there are <laughs> there's more that I loved the Mars track. This is another really, um, really fun one with regards to how the bass and the treble interact. And I mean, I, honestly, you can arguably maybe say that about any good 8-bit music, because that's basically what you have to work for with. Yeah. But, uh, but still, it's just, it's just fun. So yeah, tell me about writing the Mars track. I wanted it to sound like space, but not like in the augmented, like, oh, it's so weird space, but like, oh, we're on Mars, it's very exciting to be here, and there's all these, like weird creatures that are trying to kill me for some reason but like <laughs> it's it's very exciting yeah i think yeah and that's what i was looking for and that's i think that i pulled it off yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there's really good energy in that track uh for sure um and then i mean we have to talk about the ending track where clearly you used some very garbage pale kids esque sound effects to oh yeah <laughs> Ah, well, tell the me thing about that. It, yeah. <laughs> that, all right, so this is the one point in the game. This is the only game so far that I've written for the NES where I've used the sample channel. There is a fifth channel. It's the, the sample channel, and those really have to be very small. Okay. Um, but I did use those. Are, I did record those myself. <laughs> Do I uh, want to know how? <laughs> well, this microphone... Right yes. here, I stood up and farted into it, and, and uh, it was only one take. It was really? the first one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was It was the first one. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. And it translates pretty well in the Nintendo. It works uh, really well. Yeah, I just it, assumed it was a sound effect. <laughs> no, that was, that was a real deal right there. 
Um, that's a first, everyone. And that's I, a first for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually like am pretty much incapable of burping for some reason. So okay. my ex girlfriend is who supplied the burp. Okay. Well done. Yeah, she did a really good job. Um, she just like came up and chugged a white claw or something. Yeah. And burped right in the mic and just nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> that it's a waltz right isn't it like a really it's like a really cheesy waltz with burps and farts it's great <laughs> yeah it's like it's like okay you won the game and i'd only had so much space to like put a little like credits rolling like happy song in there and it's like <laughs> let's just make it super campy and put it some fits. burps and farts in there and that's exactly what <laughs> that's exactly what it needed did fail in one aspect of my research where I didn't write down when everything came out. Garbage Pail Kids came out recently, right? Just a couple Garbage, months ago? Yeah, it is out on pretty much all platforms. The cartridges haven't shipped yet. They're still okay. being built. Oh, wow. But all digital platforms you can, you can get it on. Okay. How about Full Quiet? Yes, Full Quiet. Is out? It is... Um, yeah. Shipping now. Okay. The the digital versions are still being ported. Oh, okay. So, so this is also very new. Yeah, very new. We well, we kickstarted full full quiet like five years ago and had been working on it ever since. Okay. And uh, we were we put a lot of time into it. It is a very ambitious and large Nintendo game. Okay. Um, there's a lot to it. Yeah, and a lot so, of exploration and such, right? Yeah, so it took a long time. But yeah, that, that game is shipping now to the Kickstarter backers and the people that bought it on Backerkit. Awesome. And we're in, we're in the process of doing the porting now, which should hopefully be soon uh, okay. done soon. And these are people, are these people that you know in Pittsburgh? I, they're from Pittsburgh as well, right? The Yes. Re yeah. Retrotainment Games are who I work with making games. And okay. there's kind okay. of a little bit of a funny story behind it. So they, my friend found a post on Reddit years ago before we made any of our games. Like our first game was Haunted Halloween 85. He found a post on Reddit that was like, we're looking for someone to write chiptune music for a Nintendo game. And I'd never done it at all. Oh, wow. And okay. my friend happened to find this post. He's like, maybe you can do this. Because I had been making like fake Nintendo music, like super stuff that sounded like it could be on the Super Nintendo for a while. Okay. And I was like, sure, I'll try. So I sent them all these tracks, and they were like, yeah, uh, we, we'll give it a shot. And then I figured out how to do it. I just figured out how to write the Nintendo awesome. music. In a Famicom. In, in the Famitracker. Famitracker. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Easy yeah. to mix up. There's a lot yeah. of Fami stuff in the Nintendo world. Yeah. I didn't even know it stood for family until I looked up 
what well till yeah then you look it up and you see it's fam family computer family yeah. computer famicom crazy yeah anyway go on <laughs> didn't mean to derail you there with my lack of early gaming knowledge but yeah. Oh, oh yeah so i i messaged them and they're like okay yeah you can come and at the same at the same time in real life i like i go to the renaissance festival with some of my friends and there's one dude who i've never met before but here he is like we just are hanging out with, he's like a friend of a friend, you know, and we're hanging yeah. out at the Renaissance Festival and we're like eating giant turkey legs and stuff. And then, <laughs> but we're emailing back and forth and we're like, I'm sending songs. He's like, yeah, this sounds good. This can be in the game. So, so, so on and so forth. And then like a few yeah. weeks later, we're like, all right, we should finally like meet in person. <laughs> and then we like go and meet at a bar and it's the guy from the Renaissance Festival. <laughs> 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 it was just like, what are the odds... That is crazy. <laughs> that like this just happened. It was like we're just like two yeah. or three weeks ago, you know. Oh, that's crazy! Wow. And now we're still doing it. And it was that was like seven years ago or whatever. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So that that full quiet. <laughs> so, yeah. Go ahead. So I would just totally like derailed the whole. <laughs> no, I, I'm, no. It's it's fun to. Those are really weird coincidences or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's a very different style than obviously than Garbage Pail Kids for for a million reasons, but just just the sound it, it's so much it's much more sparse uh, your music than um, well really any of the others that I listen to, uh, which is a really neat vibe. So so talk to me a little bit about you know what the game is for those who aren't familiar with it, um, okay. and and yeah musically the style and stuff. So, Full Quiet is like a mystery adventure type game. It's uh, an open world. It's got a day and night cycle, which is, I believe, unique to the NES. Oh, cool. I think maybe like Castlevania 2 has a day and night cycle tip, tip or I guess it does. But okay. not a lot of other games do. Um, and so, it's, it is very sparse. Like, players will be spending a lot of time in these areas and I wanted to kind of like I was trying to make something that like at its core had atmospheric elements which is almost impossible to do on the Nintendo because yeah, you don't have reverb on the Nintendo <laughs> like you don't it's have like the ability that, yeah. to like make space in that way yeah but I sort of like I wanted to like have like nature sounds in there to in my best ability. So like I have like mm -hmm. simulating like birds chirping, chirping and like leaves rustling yep, and wind, wind blowing and stuff. And, yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, how like how can I make it feel more open? I did for a lot of things was like use a like a faux delay which is like I'm I have the line happening in one channel and then I have it like shifted down by like so much time in the next channel but way quieter so it always sounds like there's a bit of a delay on the stuff that I find most important 
Cool. And like, it makes it feel more open. Like adding that layer of atmosphere on a platform that it's very hard to have described as atmospheric. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really effective. And, you know, even in the, in the title screen, it's, you know, it's very simple with, uh, you know, a melody of sorts and then kind of this Morse code ish pulsing in the background that drops out completely for a while. And so there's a lot of like, just kind of solo lines, Uh, even in like in the track cliffs, there's like this cool duet in the middle where everything just else just kind of stops. And then these two lines just kind of play together for a minute. Um, so I, I really, uh, liked, liked that a lot. And yeah, my favorite track uh, on that, and maybe of all, maybe, is Forest, which you have another Forest track I'm going to talk about later. But in this game, in Full Quiet, the Forest track is so great. Um, Thank you. Really great groove. And uh, uh, I just just thought the middle voice and counter melody were were really, really cool in that one. Yeah, Yeah, it's... um so at that point in time, like the whole world in the game is like kind of a big loop. And this is like the second to last area before you get back to the beginning. Yeah. And in the forest, it's very dark and there's like, the trees are very low and I want it to be like, feel really claustrophobic. And it's like kind of Mm. a maze and it's just like, it opens up very tense and it stays very tense. Mm -hmm. And the main melody from like the title screen, which I kind of recycle in a lot of ways throughout yes. the soundtrack, mm-hmm. is very prominent in like the second half of the main A section. Okay. Yeah. In the forest. And yeah, I, I like that track. <laughs> I was listening to, th- to that in the car to like refresh my memory on my way home from work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, this is a pretty good one. Yeah, that one's, yeah, there's just this really cool, you know, middle voice slash counter melody thing that comes in a couple different times in the loop that that I I really, really loved. Yeah, and again, like I was saying, Cliffs as well has that kind of, not random, but it's just like, it's just, I I just found it very unusual and in a really great way, like not in an offsetting way at all. I was just like, oh, this is a cool, like, soliloquy, musical soliloquy between these two voices in the middle of this Cliff's track, you know? Yeah, there's not a lot of opportunities in the game to, like, have a positive time with the music. (laughs) Like, like a lot of times, like, I I needed to be, like, 
it's driving or it's like it needs to keep the player focused on the mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. But like at that point, like you've gone through essentially almost every area in the game and like the world is open world and you'll go back to all those places. But okay. like it's like you're just climbing up the cliffs and I was like, I need to have something that like just breaks it up and like feels like yeah. a little hopeful because I can't have it all be gloom and doom the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the like little, little glimmer of hope that I wanted to put in there. Cool. Yeah, I liked that uh, very much. Um, Unicorn Online. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about this. Okay, so Unicorn, it is technically, well, it it is still in development. Okay. It's not, it's not out. Uh, there's people who are making games for the Nintendo now that can and will connect to the internet. So this is like, it literally has a Wi-Fi chip built into the cartridge. God. (laughs) And so they're essentially like making an online pseudo RPG type situation where you can like go around to different areas and fight stuff and get money and then there's some type of online component I don't fully understand, but uh, this one is wow. this one is unique. So this is not a retrotainment game. I'll say that. Okay. It's being made by my friend Kevin Kahan Games, um, is his company. But the mapper actually allows you to use the VRC six, which okay. we talked about when we talked with Brian. Yes. VRC six is like. They used it for the Castlevania 3, and it's got more channels. So technically, as far as, like, the Nintendo goes, I am sort of breaking the rules, but (laughs) this would function on the Rainbow Mapper is what it's called, and in some imaginary world when the game is done, uh, technically it would work on an AVS, which is, like, a new uh, version of the Nintendo. It's like a okay. reverse engineered Nintendo that has an HDMI output and stuff that okay. can handle the advan- like that can handle the expansion audio channels as far wow. as I know. Okay. Okay. So you're not certain whether it doesn't matter to me. The music is out there. So it, it oh, yeah. doesn't I, Yeah. Is it going to come the, out or I hope so. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time like <laughs> It it like got the it's like the game is pretty much done, but now they're like working on the part where where it's like the servers or how it connects to other players and stuff. Okay. And yeah. I'm just like I'm just I did my thing and I wanted yeah. to put the music out there and Kevin was like yeah go ahead and put it out. Awesome. So I did it. Yeah, it's great. It's it's great. This Thank the you. overworld. This one. I mean, the overworld track. This is another one, and I'm sure. This happens in many more places than I'm going to point it out in this conversation. But for the purpose of this conversation, uh, this is another one with really fun articulation stuff. You know, short and long notes. You know, it's like legato versus marcato if you're into those Latin yeah. descriptors. Um, but uh, but I loved the overworld track for for unicorn.
great bass line too. <laughs> yeah, just rhythmic, yeah. like using it as rhythm, rhythm too, you know, as percussion really. That's one of the most important like tricks I've learned with being satisfied with the way things come out on the Nintendos. Like when I figured out that I could use the triangle channel as like a percussive element, like more than just playing straight triangle waves. It's like you yeah. use quick dips in the like in the pitch and it will make it sound like a drum, like a kick drum or whatever. Yeah. And uh it's super, super, super important. <laughs> it like changed your whole compositional future. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I do like this track. I do like tr this track a lot. It is like, it's like, all right, it, it fades in real fast. And it's like, all right, here's this world. The world yeah. is yours. Yeah. And boy, it makes me want to make another soundtrack with the VRC six so bad. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's like I have one channel entirely dedicated just to playing ar like arpeggiated chords, mm -hmm. so I don't have to worry about like those getting cut off at any time because I've got plenty of other channels to just take care yeah. of all the me melodic stuff that I want to do. Yeah, it definitely does make it feel more like a you know like a Thanksgiving meal as opposed to a really good turkey sandwich. You know, yep. like a really good turkey sandwich can make my day. Right? Uh -huh. There's nothing against a great turkey sandwich. But then I would never I would never say anything bad about a turkey sandwich. No. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, it's the <laughs> difference between that and like this fully fleshed out, right? It just like gives it that much more like um depth, I guess, to have yeah, that you can, one extra. Yeah. I mean, you have a channel dedicated to playing a chord outright. Like I have like quick arpeggiated things, so it's like the brain will just automatically interpret it as a chord. Yeah, and then, right. Then, then I can layer as many voices on, as, or not as many as I want, but I've got so many more voices now, and I can make it sound rich. Yes. Like, oh boy. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, the, the forest track in the Unicorn soundtrack is, is just so, so great. And again, just fantastic groove. And you do this great, thing with 16th notes in the in like a portion of it that's just such a nice touch so so talk to me about the unicorn forest try track <laughs> This is one of the longer ones for sure. Yeah. But like Forest is where the player goes and they're like, it's where they spend most of the time because that's where like most of the game is. So it had to be long. Almost primarily using the triangle channel just as drums. Like, yeah. it's just kick and snare. And yep. then, halfway through, then I start bringing in 
the melodic parts of the bass line. writing this I know it's done but I'm the time yeah. it, I spent making it was very satisfying that's a great fucking track dude that is Thank a you. great <laughs> track like, I would like be challenged to find someone who wouldn't listen to that and like that that's just a really great track you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah I really appreciate that yeah yeah it's got really nice chords in there yes it, smells, it does it's it, it doesn't smell good. It feels yeah. good. It feels good. It's very smooth. Yeah, that's like you know what I mean. Butter yeah. on toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And it's like satisfying. And it then is. The turn the turnaround is the you're slapping the jelly right on top of the toast. Yeah. On top of the butter, and it tastes great. <laughs> it tastes great. It's it <laughs> tasty for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. That like when I um, I talk about this sometimes in in episodes, but uh. A lot of times as I'm listening to music, sometimes I'll be walking, I'll take a walk outside. And so then instead of, you know, being able to take notes or anything, as I, if I hear something, I just take a screenshot and then I've got the timestamp and the track and I know, mm. you know, listen around here and you'll remember, you know, usually I almost always remember what right. made me take that screenshot. And this track, I have like six screenshots of in my phone. I'm like, okay, I get the picture. Like, you like yeah. this track. Like, track is good. Noted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, Jesus, here's another picture of Forest. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. That's a really good one. And I loved yeah. um, just nostalgically uh, your interpretation of uh, dial-up sound is really, really spot on for an 8-bit version of a dial-up sound that yeah, you know thank I spent you. I, hearing right around the year 2000 so many times. <laughs> it was like, he's like, the game's online. And I was like, okay, we, I'm, I insist that we just, I know it's not necessary, it's already going to be on <laughs> Wi-Fi or whatever, but yeah. we're going to fake it. Yeah. And you're going to show this when the player starts the game. Like, yes, just go ahead. It's a free little thing, and it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. And, I mean, there's, like, you can look up somewhere on Wikipedia, like, the actual tones that are used, like, for when you dial a phone. So oh, those yeah. are the tones that I used with those notes. With those notes and the phone noise, it's spelling out, like, unicorn if you were doing it on a touchtone phone. Amazing. Like, old-school <laughs> texting. You're spelling yeah. out unicorn. Yeah, exactly. With numbers. You pick oh, up the God. dial tone and you type in unicorn on the dial pad. It's a touchtone phone. I mean, there was a time in my life where I could have spelled that with numbers for it, and now I'd have to think about it too much. I could still do it. I'm sure we all could, really, but yeah. Yeah. If I had like a T9 phone in my hand, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
from Unicorn still, uh, Theme of the Master. This is another one I really liked, groove-wise. Um, I'm, I'm listening to it right now again, too. Oh, yeah, because you do some really fun percussive, st- percussive stuff with the really high frequencies here. Like Let's little see. triangle hits, almost. Yeah, I like to making fake delays out of just the same notes getting quieter is like one of the best ways I found to like just add that layer of like room to everything in this world. Wow. It's like if you don't do it, it can just sound too thick or too stale. I need to have like mm-hmm. I need to find a way to trick people into thinking there's more going on than there really is. <laughs> yeah. Beyond the pins. Beyond the pins. Beyond the pins. Game jam game? Is that what this is? It's a game jam. So these so Kevin, the same guy who made Unicorn, and another friend Bo, they made they did a game jam where they just like it was like during the pandemic and they hadn't no one had made any new like it's just a little homebrew NES game. Yeah. But it's like an adventure game. Like point and click like Leisure Suit Larry or Space Quest or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they wanted to make a, just make a little game. So it's like a, it's, you work at a bowling alley and you have to figure out like, what's wrong? Why isn't the, the bowling alley working? Why isn't the pin <laughs> functioning and all that yeah. type of little stuff? Yeah. And they just brought me on to do the music. It was like in late 2020 or something like that. And it was just like, how can I like hark back to those days of like Sierra games, you know, Sierra games were like all those point and click games from back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I use that as kind of like my influence for these tracks. So what kind of gamer are you? Like what, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I came up playing like, I mean, our first system was like, was the Atari 2600. Okay. But that didn't teach me a lot about music. And then we had the Nintendo and that, I feel like I learned so much from playing the Nintendo from like in the music world. Like mm-hmm. I learned to love harmonies from the Mega Man soundtracks like sure i was like whoa why is this so cool and like polyrhythms and stuff like that taught me about music 
more than anything else. Yeah. Beyond that, like my favorite games of all time are like RPGs from the Super Nintendo era, like okay. Final Fantasy III, Chrono Trigger. Mm -hmm. Like those soundtracks like changed my life. Okay. Um, I just think so much when I'm writing tunes like how it could be perceived like in an environment like I'll write a melody and be like oh well this sounds like you know this sounds like a forest like well, how why wouldn't it sound like a forest mm -hmm. it's just if you if the if you can place your listener somewhere mm -hmm. with a melody or an arrangement like you've done your job correctly and I learned how to do it from all of those games cool like that those ones just set me set me in the right path as far as I'm concerned. Are you playing anything right now? No. Nothing no. good. <laughs> 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 Nothing okay. good. Well, I, I, like, I've been playing Vampire Survivors, which is okay. incredible. Yes. But, I mean, the music is really good in that game. But other than that, I play dumb games. Like, I've been playing Overwatch. I shouldn't be playing Overwatch. It's... <laughs> Play Overwatch all you want, man. I play Destiny. You can play Overwatch. <laughs> it's just so stupid. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's fun, but like, yeah. it's not It's not a fulfilling game. I see what you mean. Yeah. You know what I well, mean? it's fulfilling in whatever way it needs to be in that moment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it might not be, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It is, it is very fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, but, I remember when it first came out, I, I dabbled because I love me a shooter. Like, I love. Oh, yeah. I love that, especially if there's magic of some kind, you know, oh, yeah. some it kind feels, of it, it feels very magical and, like, it is, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love that. I do want to acknowledge, I don't know if we can talk about, I didn't ask, but the reason I met you is that we were brought on to a project by a journalist named Brian Vore, who used to work at Game, Infor Game Informer. And we did a, a cool thing that I have no idea if we can talk about. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, we didn't sign NDAs or anything, but um, yeah, I don't know why we wouldn't be able to talk about it. But I, I guess maybe we can play it safe. But it yeah. was a pretty fun little project. It was great, and uh, hopefully um, that'll be happening soon. But but yeah, that was that was really fun. So that's how I met you, and I'm so glad because um, w what's it like writing? In a family tracker, like what? Talk us through that process a little bit of, of well, you know. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, so you're writing. At first, when I started doing it, I was just like going in with no plan, and just <laughs> like no plan at all. Yeah. Just make an instrument that I think sounds kind of okay, mm -hmm. and start making a loop, and I just like, then I just sit there and play the loop over and over and over again. And I'll find, I, I just build, it's like, it's like making a puzzle mm -hmm. what, that you don't know what it's going to look like. And you're making it up as you go. <laughs> like, so I make, I'll make a little loop and I'll listen to it for like an hour and I'll find exactly what I think is wrong with it. And then I'll work on it for more and more hours yeah. And then I'm listening to it over and over and over again. Like I'm, I am like, I analyze every beat of every measure. 
of every <laughs> instrument of every track. And so, like, I just get so... And that's what's great about the trackers, because you can go a beat at a time yeah. and find out exactly what's, what is bothering you and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, in, in, like, a regular performing way, I try not to be as extreme. Like, I just try to let stuff happen for the most part. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, this allows me to have control over every moment. <laughs> And I embrace it in every way that I can. Are you programming music with uh, like a mouse and a QWERTY keyboard, or are you using a 88 key situation? Or no, I, I use a QWERTY okay. keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most like pretty much everything we've talked about today, I wrote just like on a laptop. On a laptop. Wow. Um, yeah. like wearing headphones. Like, and I yep. I do write like this is a more complete desk. Mm -hmm. I like just recently moved, so I haven't set up everything. Mm. I don't have a full size like keyboard that interfaces with my computer. I have a full size piano, but I can't obviously uh, can't plug that into your laptop. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, that I guess would be cool. that problem has been solved. There's no need to need to, that you don't need to do that. Like, who but needs it would to be plug a baby grand into the it would be fun <laughs> <laughs> it would be a little absurd but it would be fun yeah uh so what are you working on right now are you um writing new stuff well i actually like so we finished full quiet and we're like now because like beyond just writing the music i do a lot of I, I do a lot more stuff in the development of those games you do art too don't you yeah yeah, that's crazy. I do, I do. I did the art for Unicorn, which hopefully people can see eventually. <laughs> and but with um, Full Quiet, I did like level design, wow, and layout and story and all types of stuff. Mm. It was like that was a very involved process beyond the music. I I like rewrote the soundtrack three times, but there was a lot more work going huh. into it beyond that. Did you rewrite it three times because you didn't feel like you had the style right? I mean, is it are these like dramatically different soundtracks that you threw out? The the first, like, so we put out like a beta, I guess. Like, I can't remember exactly when we put the beta out, but that has a totally different soundtrack. Oh, wow. I think maybe maybe only one or two songs survived from it. Okay. And. The main reason was I, I actually needed to take up less space. So originally my allotment ah. for the for the music was 32K, mm -hmm. like 32 kilobytes, and I cut it in half. Oh, God. Yeah. I was a little <laughs> bit... <laughs> I was a little bit more wasteful in my first pass or my like first published pass, I guess, for the beta. Yeah. And then other ones I was just, just like still trying to figure it out. And I didn't feel like the pacing was quite right for for a lot of the ones that made the the beta. It was like we were playing okay. it a lot more, like actually going through the game, and it was just like, this is a little bit too urgent for for what's actually going on.
Uh, tell me a little bit more, though, about the, the band you play in, too. What, what's the style of, of music for that? Um, okay, so my band is called Grand Piano, okay. and we are a five-piece. Basically, anytime anybody asks, I say that we are a rock and roll band. Okay. Uh, it's just two guitars, bass, drums, and a saxophone. Nice. I mean, we're heavily influenced by most things, blues, jazz, etc., prog. Mm-hmm. But a thing that I like to tell people is that we're like really influenced by library music, like the, from the '60s. Oh, okay. like TV themes. Yeah, from back in the day when they had giant bands or awesome bands playing music for television. Yeah. And so we like, but then also we are like influenced by punk and Tom Waits and whatever else. We just do whatever we feel like doing, not in a way that is like, oh, we're doing whatever we want. It's just like, oh, we're going to make a song that sounds like a bunch of rats are playing a game underground. And that's what it is. (laughs) This is called Rat Ball. (laughs) (laughs) Like right now we're recording a new record. Oh, cool. And... Four of the songs, the guy, the other guy who typically plays guitar, he's playing accordion, oh, cool. and the saxophone player is playing a clarinet, and so they have this real like, like on a ship type vibe going on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the songs are like about mummies and werewolves and stuff, and so it's like we're like pretty heavily heavily influenced by like sixties like saxophone rock too There are some songs on our most recent full length that are adaptations of songs that I have in games. Oh, cool. Okay. So, like, I think at least one, maybe two songs on our most recent record I were on Haunted 86, a game that we put a few years out, or cool. put out a few years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loose interpretations, but it's, it's all there. The ideas are there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's fun. Did you grow up in Pittsburgh? I did, yeah. Okay. What do you like about Pittsburgh? It is... What do I like about this place? (laughs) Uh, I mean, everybody that I love is here. Um, My best friends are here, being the people that I play in the band with, and Mm -hmm. it's affordable. Yeah. It's not... Like, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, some people do, but for the most part... (laughs) Steelers fans definitely do. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, they do. It's it's too much. It's No, it's a good place. Uh, I like being here. Yeah, yeah. I've spent very little time there, but what little time I did spend there, I dug it. Very good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to add about... We, you know, we didn't talk about the music in Beyond, Beyond the Pins, though. Oh God! Was there right. one you wanted to bring we ne- up? We never did. What? How did we get off that topic so quickly? We just we just tangented. I guess I think, we did. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just this. I mean, the the track that's literally called Bowling, yeah, has a great bass line slash melody <laughs> line. Again, you know, um, it, it's it's really clear your affinity for bass. You know, when you hear tracks like this, I love the bass so much. Yeah, um, <laughs> good. Like when I did play the bass in a band, I was like. I'm not a sticking to the root type of guy. I don't think, I mean, maybe it's clear from having listened to a bunch of my music, but like, yeah. I think it's cool to like be a melodic bass player. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, it's so satisfying when you can pull off doing both in the same piece of music. Yeah. Yep. This but the track bowling is, is a good example of that. Yeah, it's literally, you know, that's for when the bowling happens in the game. It is an adventure game that has a bowling. It's for when the bowling happens. <laughs> it's for when the bowling happens. <laughs> <laughs> good one that that one's also just like so short probably because it was a game jam game i mean it's just boom 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 oh yeah um just a handful of tracks but but yeah it's it's good fun Very thank good you fun. yeah yeah um, i think I don't, I don't have any other questions or concerns uh <laughs> i'm I, glad you I, don't have any concerns <laughs> <laughs> i really appreciate that you were willing to take the time to talk to me and listen to my tunes and oh yeah worth every out. minute worth every minute um, Heck yeah. Most of which can be found on Bandcamp. Hopefully, Garbage Pail Kids will be up on Bandcamp at some point. Yeah, uh, the the thing about Garbage Pail Kids, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to put it on Bandcamp because okay. of our publisher. Sure. Um, it's like it's on Spotify. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. great. Okay, good. So we'll it's go there. Yeah. Yeah, it's up there. It's under my name, Thomas Cipollone. Right, because it's safe to, I mean, it should be mentioned that uh, you're on Bandcamp, you're Human Thomas, all one yeah, word. Human, human Thomas, all one word, dot bandcamp, dot com. Human Thomas, yep. Yeah. That's the place to find it. That's the place to buy. If you can buy, buy. Yes. If you can't, stream and the rest of us will buy. <laughs> That's just much how it goes. It would be much appreciated. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, cool. Well, thanks again so much. Uh, it, it really was a pleasure to get to know you in the way that we did and, um, that project, I'm excited for that to come out too, but, um, this has been great and yeah. I'm really excited for whatever you're going to write next. That's for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, uh, very grateful for this opportunity to talk to you about this stuff. It's, uh, it's been a great time. Great getting to know you. And uh, I guess I'm open for commissions if anybody wants to hire me to make the soundtrack for their game, Amazing, whether it's yeah. chip tunes or uh, or not. <laughs> I'd love I'd love to make a non chip tune game soundtrack. To, just throwing it out there. Uh, yeah. If yeah. not, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully there will be many takers on that offer because uh, I, I'm excited to hear more stuff from you.
thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Thomas Cipollone, see a playlist, and support Level with Emily at patreon.com slash level. Check out the video of the chat that I had with Thomas on the Level with Emily YouTube channel. Please subscribe, and then you will get all of our new videos and all of those things. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com. That's made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.